Do I look like a horse's ass to you? That's funny. Hey, you shut up. I suggest you guys shut up and sing like professional singers, okay? Let's focus. Happy birthday to you. It's a simple song. It's a song of joy and celebration, and no one in this room gives a crap except for me. Are you ready for this? I got one thing to say. Inside the ring. Outside the ring. That I just happen to be the greatest wrestling machine alive. It's all here. What a mega matchup. Universal Wrestling Podcast. I like this kind of party, baby. Welcome to the Universal Wrestling Podcast and welcome to the one-year birthday bash with your boys, James, from that 90s wrestling podcast, Tyler, with Counted Out with Mike and Tyler, and Jonah from Rewind, Recap, Relive, with his friend, Jeremy. Gentlemen, thank you for being on. How the hell are you? <laughs> We're doing great. Great. Thanks for having us. It's like we all planned a big uh, time, you guys. One year. <laughs> Gentlemen, I will give you the option right now. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. Test. 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 Check. Check. The Office and Michael Scott or the, one um, month. The, Sim- or the, or the Simpsons. What do you want? Oh, yeah. No, Office, Michael Scott. Oh, Office, yeah. Michael Scott. Don't. What do you got? Happy birthday. <laughs> yep, he only sings the high pitch sound. <laughs> high pitch part. Yeah. Yes. It's time we opened up a can of whoop tushy on this situation. I was going to go in honor of you, Sacco, and I was going to try to mix John Cena's song with the Beatles because you guys played it last week, but I'm not drunk enough and I yeah. am uh, not talented enough. Yeah. Well, guys, man, it's been one freaking year. And I know, James, it's similar to you, right? You've been, I think, oh, a little bit over a year now. How's the how's the journey been, you know? I mean, I, li- I like to think I've met a lot of friends, yourselves included, but <laughs> well, uh, I've met a few enemies as well, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More than your average podcaster, you yep. could say. Yeah. <laughs> you got that white heat, buddy. Oh, so there you go. Someone left me a comment last night. So, yeah, so someone left me a comment on me, Doug, Bash- Doug Basham interview. Yeah. Uh, oh, you talked about Jim Cornette. What? That's new. I'm like, well, I'm going to do. He spent a lot of time in the OVW. Then they said, how does it feel to be blacklisted from the fight? I'm like, am I? <laughs> Probably am. That's why I ain't been getting any codes lately. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm blacklisted by fight. Uh, fight. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. Wait, what? Blacklisted from <laughs> what? Mind. Let's move doing? on. Jonah, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you got some, where, where, you got some <laughs> yeah. you've dusted Jonah off and found him. <laughs> First appearance in a while for uh, the Rewind, Recap, Relive brand here. But uh, yeah. couldn't think of a better place to do it. Yeah, we're, I'm doing great. Um, you know, something 
else taking my attention away a bit from the uh, wrestling podcast sphere, but it doesn't mean my eyes aren't always watching. I see the incredible work that you guys are doing and the, the rest Thank of you. the podcast community. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's wild. It's really yeah. gearing up. I'd like to think that, uh, you know, we're all pioneers. I'd like to think Crazy. we all had something to do with this boom of wrestling podcasts. Right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Especially being in COVID and everything. Like we all wanted something to do. We all did it. So <laughs> yeah. I've, I've preached it before. It was like, one of the most fun things I've ever done. I'm definitely going to keep it up uh, when I have the time. Been sending out some feelers, you know, to some, cool. some old guests and some new guests alike. But yeah, it's it's a wild ride. And I mean, my you know my co-podcasters in here, being James and Tyler, they've already taken on what other shows you do, right? Yeah, Tyler's got classic wrestling classroom, classic match classroom. Right. <laughs> well, that's a good one. Like you've been doing your homework, sir. Listen, people have butchered my show's name enough for me to have a few free passes <laughs> at other. Yeah, I had to write your show down for about six months every time we worked together. I had to write the name of your show down for six months. (laughs) You and you and Godfather and Boogie Woogie Man too. Boogie Woogie. But yeah, it's all good. I I love this. I love this community. I'm very happy to be here. And Jeremy's here as well. Jeremy, what's up, brother? My man, you wouldn't miss it for anything. Yeah, you know, I was in the area. (laughs) He asked me, hey, want to pop on? I was like, yeah, you guys seem pretty chill. Now, Jonah. Get off my chest. What's up? You're kind of like our very own sideline reporter you went to msg for smackdown and also dynamite in new york tell us about that experience and let's just let's get into it let's talk some wrestling how was it man smackdown i went to smackdown with this guy right here so nice first hand experience that was great i've never two sideline reporters hell yeah two sideline reporters yeah Brock, like, I don't think I've ever felt a draw, at least to me, quite like Brock, because I was sitting here, like, debating it. I was at work. I'm like, hmm, like, should yeah. I buy tickets? And I literally bought them, like, day of. I was like, listen, well, we have to go. Like, it's it's Brock. Oh, yeah. and, that's, and Brock's just my guy, so that made me go to that. I thought it was a really great show. I thought it was an anomaly, because SmackDown, you know, SmackDown's good, but it's never, like, 1,000% no. a solid show all the way through. I thought this had a strong beginning, middle, and end myself. Now, compare this to AEW. Is it even comparable? Right. Like SmackDown was what? It was like a two hour show. I think yeah. AW was yeah, a five hour. AW, we were there for five hours because Jesus, we got that's there. too much. It was it was a little too much, I'll be honest. So we, I get there at seven. They do an hour of dark. It was an okay hour. Big Show had a match and a couple other people, uh, Thunder Rosa. Uh, then we get into Dynamite, two hours long. Then they filmed Rampage, which was another two hours. That's too so much. Yeah. It was a lot. I actually left early. I missed the... Uh, and I've gotten mixed responses from friends on this. Yeah. I didn't really care to stick around for it was the lights out match with eddie kingston moxley and suzuki if i had to compare them aw definitely more exciting crowd base was into it you know what i mean like i'd say for me smackdown just because i love brock and i love edge and cena actually was at our smackdown in the dark match and edge and rollins had that great match and then of course reigns started off and also that was my first wrestling match in like two years i went to because of covid so like that was more to me but aw itself i mean they really pulled a lot of good strings to put on a solid show in Manhattan or yeah. a, a technically Queens, whatever, but New York City. They really and at 21,000 people, yeah, it was a really fun time. Plus meeting a lot of other podcasters. Uh, oh, yeah. There shout out go. to Ring Fanatics and Titan Tron. Uh, there you go. Titantron nice. chilling with Tyler down there. That's oh, a good yeah. Segue. Right. How's the that? Prodigy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank prodigy. you. That is a good segue. So, how's it been? It's been what, three episodes? We just dropped episode four as okay. of the day that we're recording this. So, we'll, by the time this airs, probably episode five will be coming out. Every Sunday, we put a new episode out. Uh, nice. This week is Mick Foley and Randy Orton. Uh, basically, I guess I should tell you what the show is all about is uh, young Anthony, who is a 19 year old uh, prodigy 
prodigy of the business uh, has teamed up with this old fart over here who's uh, pushing 40. Uh, Anthony's never seen a lot of classic matches before. Yeah. Uh, you know, stuff like Rock and Austin. Bret Hart in Austin, anything Hogan, Hogan Savage, all that, like, you know, all the big stuff yeah. that, that I grew up on and, and I know James grew up on as well. Give me a hell yeah! Yeah, I, I basically find the, the angle leading up. So I pick a match that we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah. So, for instance, Foley and Randy Orton. I send him the entire build-up to the match through YouTube Jeez. clips, Daily Motion, stuff like that. We watch it. We discuss it. We give a grade to it. Next week, we're doing Jerry Lawler against ECW, leading up to his match with Tommy Dreamer. Uh, you know, we're, we're taking a look yeah. at the Iron Sheik and Sergeant Slaughter's. Place your hands over your hearts. Repeat after me. Loud and clear. Dude, we're going everywhere from the 80s to the 2000s. And nothing is going to stop me from the top to the bottom. NWA, WCW, ECW, we're covering it all. It doesn't matter what you think. It's so much fun. And some of the stuff I've never even seen before, too. Like, I've seen matches, yeah. but I've never seen the build. Like, uh, we just recorded Sheik and, and Slaughter in the boot camp match. Yeah. And it was great. Like, yeah. I'm a Canadian guy, and I'm sitting here like, USA. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. and order. You know, what you got to do. A bunch of allegiance over here. So <laughs> we're having a great time. And of course, count it out with Mike and Tyler, www.countout7.com, because Mike yeah. does such a great job on that. I always love having fun with Mike. He's there you guy. go. You know, Shout doing those to top Mike. seven countdowns, working with Barry Wrestling, all the fun stuff. Hulk Hogan, what is happening? Well, you know me, Gene, we really don't know what we're dealing with here, man. You should review a match of uh, Rene Dupree. Sure. There you go. A little crossover. Segue into James's project. James, how is it to work with Rene? Yeah, I actually gave a account to that a shout out tonight for enough on our recording today, actually. But yeah, um, like uh, I've always said, it's surreal when you do your interviews with uh, yeah. wrestlers. A lot of them I've grew up watching. I always say it's a pleasure it's a privilege to speak to these people and listen to the stories, how they broke into the business, their time there getting all the gossip for the stories which is yeah. what we all want yeah I really do enjoy it uh, but yeah Renee um, I don't know uh, we've done the interview went really well you was part of the second one Nick when he done his rebuttal to, to Booker T five times you headlines made more headlines this week funny enough and that was two months ago yeah, um, with Taker, right? So, yeah, and then they got the Undertaker cancelled, which wasn't <laughs> which wasn't planned. Uh, but after that, we just kept in touch, and it was like, hey, you want to start podcast? That's awesome. I mentioned before, I want to do some weekly stuff, and yeah, that's what we've been doing and talking more about his experiences with people's in the news and that, and we're having fun and WrestleMania. It's always a highlight for everyone. Uh, I've never seen a grown man more excited about wrestling than me. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but yeah, really enjoying it. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about some yeah. wrestling. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Can I can I play a uh can I steal a host role for one second here? Because I I'd like that. Go ahead, Professor. <laughs> First of all, before I ask my question, Sack Daddy, you know what I you know what I'm here to hear. Why what, <laughs> what am I it's a party, man? Hit us with it. <laughs> 
There you go. I gotta get my fix. That's my, that's my, it's in my rider when I come on the show. It's in my list of demands. I gotta hear it at least once. It's your, your one year birthday, guys, and congratulations to that. Thank and a you. big cheers to Appreciate you over it. here. What's been the highlight for you guys over the last year, man? Because you guys are killing it. Great content. You're, you're unchartable. You. you guys are doing everything, man. So, what's some of your guys' highlights? I think it's this, to be honest. Right. I mean, this is our one year, so I'm gonna curse. Help the downloads, help the tweets, you know, the late, the likes, the anything like that. I think this is what, you know, this is what it's all about. Finding good people and just chatting. You know, I didn't want an anniversary where everyone's like, congratulations, happy anniversary, happy birthday. I just want to talk to some good people. I want to talk to my boys. So that's what I'm doing. That's my highlight. Sacco, do you have a highlight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meeting all you is, I mean, yeah. like, uh, like yeah. Deet said, it's not about the likes. We were just two guys that talked wrestling and decided to make a podcast. Yeah. And you guys just make it that much better meeting people like you. Oh, oh isn't that of, so cute? Uh, <laughs> on behalf of the group here, I apologize for not being able to be the good people that you wanted to have on the one year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. The first topic I, I just want to bring up is the WWE. Do you think the WWE is now in a good place? They cut the rosters. Good stories with Becky and Bianca, Seth and Edge. New placement for, you know, Priest, Big E, Dom. And it's just, it seems like there's, uh, it feels refreshed. It feels tolerable. It feels like they're, they're doing something. Does anyone want to take this, James? Um, financially, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's the rumors that they might be selling. We don't know that. I just, yeah. just can't imagine Vince McMahon selling, to be honest. Smackdown's fine. Smackdown seems to be entertained every week. Raw is raw. It's not as bad as what people make sell, but yeah. no it's not great by any means. Uh, yeah. It could be better. That extra hour does kill it, but obviously the hour is for advertisers for more money. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's understandable. There's but no way. Yeah. I'm just really excited. Excited about the NXT revamp because 2.0. For the past few years, some people enjoy it. That, uh, some people enjoy that Ring of Honor based wrestling and the smaller guys who's five foot yeah. four, five foot six. I watch wrestling. I, I grew up watching Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Matching Man. I grew up watching these yeah. large and life figures. Uh, and even to the attitude there, your Stone Codes, your Rocks, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, Ruthless Aggression, your Brock Lesnar, your Batistas, for example. Yeah, I grew up watching these Legend Life characters and today's wrestlers who was in NXT, they're not special. Johnny Gargano, is he really going to do anything special going down the line? I can see him honestly getting released by the end of the year, Johnny Gargano. You need to be more than just good in the ring. You need to be I, like, yeah. I mean, uh, for example, uh, the former Eli Drake, uh, LA Knight, I like him. He's good on the mic. He's got a good look. He's capable in the ring. I like uh, flipping uh, Cameron Grimes. I find him so entertaining. Uh, yeah. uh, well, well, now we're seeing Bron Breaker, and I'm there looking at go. him, and I'm like, yeah, he's my guy. He's, yeah. my, he's this Lesnar, and uh, he Very makes special. me excited to watch. And uh, funny enough, I um, spoke to Renee about it, Renee Debris, and I spoke to uh, Doug Basham, funny enough, and it feels like NXT 2.0 is becoming what OVW was in the early 2000s. These guys, what was six foot plus, athletic, yeah. superstar looks, uh, capable in the ring, good at promos. Yeah, it feels like they're going back to that format instead of now, instead of just being this indie pr darling promotion for Triple H. Yeah. So that's what I'm more excited about. The last two weeks that they've done the revamp. I've enjoyed them. Before that, I can't honestly say NXT. I was skipping them. Jeremy, I mean, let's um, hear from you. What do you think about NXT 2.0? I got a lot of thoughts because I've been the biggest NXT homer for years and years since 2015. NXT got me back into wrestling. So I can't say that I have like a huge soft spot for like 
the super big, like six foot plus guys. Like I stopped watching wrestling because I got sick of guys like John Cena and oh, those people. Whoa, whoa. I know. You've been I know. canceled. But hey, hey, hey. But NXT got me back, got me back into it. So that indie stuff I was super down with, even down, even over to the very end. I like the punk rock aesthetic. But I do realize that it needed something fresh to reinvigorate us, especially after. Yeah. the pandemic era and losing the Wednesday night wars, which you know, I know people say it wasn't a war, but if it was, it was. they lost Yeah, like flat out. I think uh, James said it reminded him of old school OVW, yeah. but because we have some of those guys from the old or not old, old NXT, but from yeah, yeah. the previous NXT, like Champa and Dunn yeah. and Cameron Grimes and the way is still there. Gargano and those guys are still there. It, I'm hoping that it transitions more to like NXT from like 2014 to 2015, where it's kind of like a perfect mix of the homegrown talent yeah. and some of the indie stuff. I don't know why it has to be one or the other. Wrestling is a variety show. There's room for everyone. And when there's a good variety, that's when they make the best stories. Tyler, I see you, man. You want to talk. Let's hear it. Actually, right in the middle with, with both of you guys. Here's my take on NXT. I, I think it's safe to say from an in-ring standpoint and from a um, storyline standpoint that yeah. NXT has been one of, if not the highlight in the WWE company over the last seven years. I think that's safe to say. Their main roster shows have taken a lot of slack for being lame, repetitive, whatever. To go with James and what he was saying about o OVW, OVW created superstars. John Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, These guys Benjamin. went on to change the game. NXT has failed in that department. Now, you can blame that on bad booking. You can blame that on a flat product on the main roster. But let's call a spade a spade here. Look at everybody that's been called up from NXT. Nobody's moving the needle. Everybody is in a mid-card yeah. limbo. Uh, ricochet. I don't even know if he's still on the roster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Damian Priest is getting a good push right now, but he's not moving. He's not moving anything. No. What main event player has NXT created lately? If you want to blame it on booking, blame it on booking. But yeah. something does need to change. So I think let's that's shake the it whole. Up. Yeah, I think that's I the whole reason. I, I want to put a contender in there. Let's hear I want it. To just say. I feel like Matt Riddle is going to be that guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I had to pick a guy NXT because you said who's moving the needle. I see yeah. a lot of positive stuff from Matt Riddle just because they teamed up with Orton. Not yeah. saying purely exactly, for what right? he what did. What was he doing before that? He's not drawing any numbers. Like the WWE, they're concerned about numbers, right? Nick Khan wants to go to four hour Raws if he could to make more money, right? <laughs> who's moving the needle? You've got to take a step back. Take yeah. the, the love of the game out for NXT. Take the internet boners out for NXT. Take the great in-ring work out for NXT. They have not created main event players. So I, I haven't watched in a long time. I put on NXT this week. Like I, I, I skimmed through the results. I didn't know a single person on the show pretty much, except for, you know, your Champa and my yeah. boy, Roddy Strong. Let's go. Most underrated Roddy, wrestler yeah. in the history oh, yeah. of professional wrestling. This isn't a bad thing. They've rebranded no. everything. They changed the stadium. They changed the logo. Let's see if they can create a superstar now. But yeah. main roster, get your shit together and book these guys properly when they come out. Don't just pull them out. Have a yeah. plan for them. James, is this an answer to AEW and their success? I don't think Vince is honestly bothered about AEW. He's 
too focused on his own company. Even when during the Monday Night Wars, he yeah. was never focused on WCW. He was always focused on his own. But to latch on to what uh, Jeremy and uh, Tyler said, what, another thing you have to think about, the current champions now, you've got Roman Reigns and you've got Big E. Yeah. Both came from NXT, but really both came from FCW. Yeah. So, exactly. which was immediately before NXT. Obviously, Big E was the second NXT champion. Champion, yep. He was in FCW beforehand. So, that was when it was still primarily a developmental brand. Yeah. And they're your two champions, your two world champions. Ever since it started going indie rific, they haven't produced anyone. And, and a lot of blame to the, of that as well has got to do with the people who's in the NXT because Champa has been offered the chance to jump up to the main roster right. at no end of times, and he won't. He says yes. he's comfortable being in NXT. So what what good is that to Vince yeah. McMahon? The fact he's signing these people. Like, exactly. You might not know who he's signing, right? But he's still signing the paychecks, end of the day. Yeah. He's giving these people contracts for them to get better and improve. At end, end of the day, it's up to them to get over. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Vince chooses who he wants to get over. But if someone puts their stake in and, like, I want to get over, they'll get over and Vince will see that. The, yeah. fact that. the fact that they haven't got ambition to move up to the main roster because they're both shithouses and they just want to stay safe, yeah. why would you put your trust in that person if they did get called up? He's, he's still having a win streak, though. Damien Priest, I said ages ago when I watched him in NXT, oh, that guy looks like he could be in the main roster. He hasn't lost a singles match on Raw since he's moved up to the main roster. Well US champion, he's fighting tonight. Yeah. Uh, the four horsewomen, Becky Lynch, Bailey. Like people say, oh, Vince doesn't give these NXT stars a chance. He does. Look at the look at the champions now. Priest, NXT, uh, Roman, Big E, NXT, uh, IC champ, Shinsuke, NXT, tag team champions, Usos, FCW slash NXT. Yeah. Uh, the women's champions, NXT. Don't so say you're telling it. <laughs> me Finn, no, Vince hasn't got a problem Woo! with NXT. Vince has got a problem with some of the people who was in NXT, and a lot of them people don't want to get better. And it's time to get all these 40 year old indie rific wrestlers out, bring in some young guns. Yeah. Are you what? What are you excited about? Are you excited about the prospect prospect of Champion Gargano one day moving the SmackDown, or are you excited now? Of Bron Breaker moving the spike down, and he's only been on yeah. TV for two weeks. Good Either. point. I think. Can I, I say wanna, both? <laughs> <laughs> I want to so, just say something real fast. Yeah, Jordan. The answer to that is that it's here, I think they Tyler, need be to be. I think they need to decide, like, and they may have with the rebrand here, but the the ability that Champa and like Gargano, and I guess you could even say like someone like Walter. Maybe because he's kind of like he's in the middle. But the, the reason yeah. why they're able to say, oh, I don't want to move. I want to stay here is because NXT is technically considered has been up until the rebrand a third brand. It's not the third brand. It's not the uh, you know, it's not the developmental territory that James you're talking about, like improving these people like Champa. Isn't he 40 or something or over that? Like he doesn't, like, yeah. close. He doesn't need Champa to doesn't want to do the schedule either. Yeah, right. I know, but that's the thing is you can't yeah. treat it like yeah. a third well, you're in the wrong people what not want to is say that. Champa. He's got too many injuries. He's 40 yeah. years old. Yeah. I think the value is so the, the, the reason for the main roster. What, the reason they keep someone like that. Days a year. <laughs> if it's a third brand, then he's necessary. If it's not, then he's not necessary. they got to yeah. just decide what it is. Like With a, with a guy like Champa, though, I'll use him as an example. It's great to have him on NXT because he can teach these young guys. This is going to be a school. Why put him up on the main roster where he's going to do nothing? 
why not keep him as the big fish in a small pond so he can groom these guys to go up to the main roster? He can be a player coach. That's his yeah. room there, though. That's his role now. If he, he's had the opportunity to move to the main, if I was a wrestler, right? I never will be, okay? But if I was a wrestler and I was in NXT, <laughs> your ambitions as a wrestler is to become the world champion main event WrestleMania. Who wants the main event takeover for an NXT title? Is that the, is that what they grow up with? Uh, oh, one day I'm going to take over. I'm going to be on takeover main events. Pat McAfee. before the neck injuries. Yeah, but when they, him and Gargano walked, that's when he was the champ. He had to relinquish from a neck injury, right? Look, if it's if it's considered a third it's round of its own thing, okay. look, if you like, if you look at FCW, like FCW or even OVW, they were yeah. never doing like stadium and arena shows. NXT is so like that ambition you're saying, James, that Champa has to main event. It's rightful because. He's main eventing in front of the same crowd that Randy Orton's main eventing the next night or John Cena. You know, it's the same because it's because they consider it like this own thing. And maybe with the rebrand, it's different now. That's my opinion. It's like nothing's going to change for these guys who don't want to move up unless NXT. I guess I would say if it was rebranded, but it was. So I don't know what yeah. they're going to do now. Like you say, you might see Gargano fired like. I kind of agree with you yeah. because like, he's not really what they're looking for. Like, I don't even know if they're going to keep doing takeovers. Do we know if they're I was, keeping a, I was about no. to say, I don't, yeah. if they keep doing takeovers, <laughs> if they keep doing takeovers, I don't think they're ever going to be in the stadium again because that's no longer like their goal. It's not the ideology of NXT anymore. Yeah. Smart. Although, yeah. Man, what would you rather main event extreme rules or one of the takeover events over the last five years? Takeover. Takeover. Take, takeover event, man, <laughs> without a question. Very accurate. That's why right? Champa, he has no, where to go he's fine there and i'm sure he's yeah. making as much as a main of as a uh as main a main roster, roster person and that's the one thing i like that mick foley said a couple weeks ago he put out that little message to the wwe that everybody took that he was attacking them yeah. he's just trying to be like hey guys like this younger generation sees what you're doing with your developmental slash third brand yeah. you're calling these guys up and and you're not giving them anything to work with I don't think it's about ambition. I don't think these guys are getting up to the main roster and phoning it in. I just think it's been poor storytelling. You know, you can only fight the same guy on Raw so many exactly, times. I'm yeah. excited about um, Ali and uh, Mustafa. What's his name? Uh, That's the same the person. tag team on Raw? Mansoor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love them as a tag team. But if I have to watch them fight the Retribution Rejects one more time, <laughs> I'm shit. Like, it's boring. It, yeah. It's boring me. I love the WWE. I believe the WWE. I'm not one of these AEW marks. I love wrestling. I, I, I do enjoy AEW a little bit more right now because I'm a, I'm a big... I love wrestling. I want Raw to be good, but I just can't get through it because if I miss an episode, I'll just watch it next week and it's 60% yeah. the same matches. And it's three minutes if you do it on YouTube instead of and three exactly, hours. Exactly, yeah. right? I don't, I don't mind the three hours. If it's good three hours, I'll watch a good three hours of wrestling. Let's get on with the next topic, unless you guys still want to talk about this. I mean, we didn't talk about Braun <laughs> I feel Breaker. Like that's, I feel like it's very much unfinished, but like we yeah. should move on probably. Yeah. <laughs> move on, <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the plane ride from hell. Tommy Dreamer, is his heat justified? Let's hear it from you, Tyler. What do you think? First of all, this episode of Dark Side of the Ring caused absolute pandemonium for me personally. <laughs> Why? Nick, you you recorded uh, that week with uh, with our friend and our colleague Jay from the Good oh, Friends yeah, yeah, Bitter yeah, yeah. Enemies. Dude, episode. that was a lot. You guys of fun. just did a Ric Flair podcast Woo! that we were going to drop three yeah. days after he was. So we had to scratch that classic match. Classic <laughs> Ric Flair versus Ronnie Garvin. Had to scratch that. I lost thousands shows because of this thing. Yeah, he said something very stupid. 
Yeah, you, know, you, you can't you can't just say that. Like that's that's very ignorant. It was very silly of him to say that. Do I think he believes that? And do I think he's a terrible person? No. Tommy Dreamer has one of the best reputations. If you ask anybody about Tommy Dreamer, yeah. everybody talks kind of. Even the fans them. would say the same thing. He came out. He apologized. Nothing more needs to be done. He came out. Damn. Like, leave leave Tommy Dreamer alone. You know he's been suspended. From impact, he's been suspended from busted open. He's clearly lost a lot of money from this. Yeah. But you don't you say know, something like that. Come you know, on. This cancel culture thing's gotta chill out a little bit. People are human beings and make mistakes sometimes. And Tommy Dreamer made a mistake. I think he was trying to protect the business because he's old school and that's what you're taught. And I'm sure James Renee will tell you that as well. You protect the business, you know, especially with his dad being in the business, you protect the business. Yeah. He was trying to protect the business. It's 2021. People are sensitive. Everyone needs to chill out. Flair's a bit of a different story, but again, it's allegations. There's no concrete proof that this happened. And unless there is concrete proof that it happened, you can't treat this guy like he's Bill Cosby. You can't just write him (laughs) off. You know what I mean? Like it's one woman's story. And I'm not trying to discredit her because it was clearly traumatic for her. That's my take on Dark Side of the Ring. And they need to stop messing with my shows because i can't keep recording stuff i don't have enough time in the week james any thoughts on this funny enough me and renee we went deep dive on it on the last episode of uh cafe renee um obviously uh that's the mindset of what the wrestlers was like back in the day uh, back then even uh, tommy like he understood what tommy was trying to say and tommy wanted to kind of stick up for rick but his uh words was probably misused i suppose and he didn't present it in the right way rick flair we know the history of rick flair you know he's the nature boy you know the things what we know and the things we don't know um you know yeah. it's it, no end of times he's had stewardesses go back to his hotel room so he probably i don't know uh you don't know what happened but i mean like i brought it up on our episode like um i don't want to make light of the woman's accusations but do you know like she was caught in like uh robbing a jewelry store for eighty thousand dollars worth mm, i heard that yeah is she looking for another payday uh, for Dark Side? Um, obviously, you know, there was a lot of uh, shenanigans on there. A lot of beer was consumed. Uh, Scott Hall can't remember a thing. Yeah. I truly believe that with the amount he was drinking, what pills he was yeah. taking. Uh, Jim Ross is Jim Ross is going lower, in my opinion, every time I see him, <laughs> every time he speaks, because it was like he's trying to wash his hands of the situation. Just Incredibles trying to help Scott Hall push him in the wheelchair. With sunglasses on, like weekend at Bernie's. I heard you and say that on the, Jim Ross is uh, funny. Jim Ross is stood there shaking his head, and I'm like, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. You're the head of talent relations. This is your fucking job. What right have you got to shake your head at the uh, the guy who's trying to help someone out? Jim Ross is just I, just, I don't know. He's just getting lower and lower, in my opinion, every time I see him speak. Yeah, yeah it was an interesting episode. Uh, yeah. Dark Side of the Ring. And yeah, like a lot of stories came out. The only guys that came out looking good from it was RVD and just incredible. Dustin Rhodes, Joe Dusty got off quite lightly because there was a lot of things he'd done what didn't get brought up. They've got another half season of content to go through. Chris yeah. Canyon one's just been released and we've got more to go. I so, saw uh, that one. It's an interesting show. Gives me something to talk about on my podcast every week. Yeah. Johnny Canine one is going to be the craziest one of the season. Or Jeremy, let's I, hear it. I, I'll just say real fast to get my thing out of the way. I think Tyler yeah. said it right. I think James also said it. Tommy should have said what he said in yeah. the way that he said it. And that's, I mean, a lot of horrible stuff came out from this. And uh, yeah. I personally hated the way Tommy was saying it. He came across as, I felt like he was 
not portrayed. I felt like yeah. he, he really did say it, but the way that they were doing the episode, it was like RBD and Just Incredible were recounting the story. And then Tommy was like, you know, trying to poke holes in it. But when we hear stories of like the wrestlers getting drunk and like, you know, pulling the woman that night and whatever, as wrestling fans, and like some of the older wrestling fans, I suppose you could say, you can imagine them doing it. And yeah, yeah you think it's not so great, but you kind of understand that's what wrestling was like. But when these kind of shows come out, like Dark Side of the Ring, and it gets shown to today's society, yeah. and you know, they're oversensitive to everything. Some, some rightly so, but a lot of it, they go overboard. Uh, like the Chris Canyon one, people once John Cena cancelled because he said oh, Chris yeah. Canyon wasn't a good wrestler. Uh, that was his opinion. Uh, people And people's trying to cancel John Cena because he said uh, before oh, oh. Canyon killed himself, by the way, uh, he, he said that Canyon wasn't a good wrestler and that's why he wasn't in WWE. Now people want to cancel that. John Cena because he said that. He so, said that in like 2006. Said, some people uh, has... Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah. so I yeah. think about a good four or five years before Canyon sadly passed away we kind of know how the wrestling business works because we've listened to all these inter uh, interviews these done and yeah. you know what they do but when you take these stories outside the wrestling world you put it in normal world they don't look so great and backside of the ring if they keep putting out these type of episodes i think yeah. the wrestling business might be finished within the next five <laughs> or ten years <laughs> gonna burn it down i wouldn't be surprised and it's crazy because they're such big fans too it's like it is what it is you know so it, it's pretty broad, but I, I want to ask anyone and everyone, what excites you about the world of professional wrestling? Like there's so much going on right now. I know James, you're a big fan of Braun Breaker. That's really cool. Tyler. That's what James loves about the whole wrestling yeah. industry. <laughs> no, that's cool. The way he looks. Yeah. It's whatever. Every, every, everything I love about the wrestling business is getting pushed down the toilet because of that. Side <laughs> <of> the <drink. laughs> yeah. so, well, you and, you and Tyler too. Yeah. Let's start with you, Tyler. I love professional wrestling right now. Yeah. I, if you take a look at every promotion, they're all thriving. You know, and people want to shit on the WWE, and, and I'm not here to do that. SmackDown has been fantastic. You yeah. know, Seth Rollins on fire. Roman Reigns is on fire. We had the Summer of Cena, which was a lot of fun. On the Raw side, Randy Orton and Riddle have been doing great. You've still got these workhorses like AJ Styles. Um, the NWA just crowned a new world champion, and they've got their a lot of momentum going after their last pay-per-views. Ring of Honor, everyone forgets about it. They're constantly putting out the best matches every week. Like yeah. uh, uh, for me, AEW is, is firing on all cylinders from a crowd receptor point. You know what I mean? Uh, you yeah. got your jungle boys, your, your Kenny Omega's, your Daniel Bryan's and punk are in there, which has excited everybody. I just think that wrestling in general is the most exciting that it's been. You're seeing guys like Christopher Daniels, who's an AEW showing up on impact wrestling you know, Josh Alexander, who is a local boy that lives 20 minutes away from me, is about to main event their pay-per-view. Everything in wrestling is awesome right now. And, and if you can't sit back and enjoy wrestling, get off Twitter and, and go watch freaking Law & Order, Jonah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> go, watch TV, go, go watch a movie. Stop bitching because this is the, yeah. best. This is the best that professional wrestling has ever been uh, as far as different companies, different variety, GCW. I don't even like deathmatch wrestling and they're, they're on fire right now. Everything yeah. is great in wrestling. 
I'll add to that. Um, the main thing that really excites me, really going forward, arguably one of the only things that good to come out of the mass releases, and that's the indie scene. You got all of these. For years, we've been complaining about uh, WWE and not so much AEW, but they're very guilty of it. Basically sucking the indie scene dry. WWE did it because they don't like competition. And AEW had, had to create a roster from scratch. And now with all these releases, it's going. the indie scene is going to be very exciting. Because not everyone's going to be able to get signed up to AEW or Impact. Like, I don't know if this is a scoop, but I heard on somewhere that AEW didn't sign Buddy Murphy. I heard that too. So it's going to be very interesting to see if he goes on the indies, because I think he could do very well for himself, like a Drew Drew Galloway-esque run if he goes on the indies. And I think that's that's only yeah. good for the wrestling business right now. Eddie Kingston was supposed to do an indie show last night and he was injured and John Moxley unannounced uh, appeared and replaced him. That's yeah. amazing. Can you imagine yeah. being at an indie show and just John Moxley walked out unannounced? Like, yeah, yeah indie, the indie scene's on fire right now too. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very interested to see which indie, which indie promotion gets the buzz like progress or, evolved it back in like 2013, 2014, if any do. But yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think one absolutely right will. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. James, other than Braun Breaker, what are you excited about? <laughs> <laughs> for the longest time, I never really paid attention to indie wrestling. And if being honest, I used to tear my nose up at it at times. But especially since doing the podcast and that, yeah, I've looked yeah. more into indie wrestling and I respect them where because a hell of a lot more than what I ever did because uh, it's a tough grind. But yeah, um, competition's good. Impact Wrestling's doing fine. Ring of Honor, I've checked in and I check out with them. Uh, they, yeah. Well, they seem to be doing okay. Uh, AEW, uh, it's, AEW's been good for the fact that it's actually made me brother a wrestling fan again because my brother's been out of it so long. Yeah. He watches it every week. And me and him actually talk about wrestling every week now. And um, we haven't done that See, since that's awesome. I, I left mm. home, basically. Uh, so it's, it's, it's good points. Um, and Uh-oh. to be honest with you, I think the, <laughs> it sounds arrogant, but the thing I'm excited about wrestling the most is probably just doing my podcast. I just love doing it. And yeah, no, yeah, not at all. That's the thing I'm excited about the most. I don't know if that sounds arrogant, but that's just me being honest. Yeah, I don't think that's arrogant at all. I mean, it's your passion. You know, that's why we're here. <laughs> Sacco, you've been pretty quiet. What's up? Let's just take it all in, man. Let's there you go. Drink it in, man. Drink it in, man. <laughs> what excites you? Uh, what excites you about uh, the world of professional wrestling? I mean, Tyler said it all. If you're not happy with wrestling right now, go watch Barney or something, Nickelodeon, because it's fantastic. For all these years, we wanted WWE to have competition. We said WWE needs competition, and it's here yeah. right now. You can watch Monday night, Tuesday night, almost five days a week if you want. And yeah. it's just great wrestling. I mean, there's no need to bitch about WWE. Just enjoy wrestling. And that's what excites me. There you I, think go. I think it's funny. We waited seven years for CM Punk to come back and everyone's excited about it. Right. And the second that he comes back, everyone's like, can you believe he's wearing pants? Shut up and enjoy his match. It's like if, if you can't be a fan of it now, I don't think there's yeah. like going to be a time there for you. Go. I mean, I think if you can't be a fan now, then you miss the opportunity like back when it was even bigger than now. I don't think it's going to get ever much bigger than it is right now. It's like 
you have the biggest company out there, like logistically, I know a lot of people will disagree. And I think that's, I think there's recency bias out there. Like the biggest pet peeve of mine is when AEW puts on a really good show and people call it the best show they've ever seen. I'm not a fan of that. I think that we still need to wait a while to see, but like quality wise, I'd put AEW up there, you know, to be, if you want to say like two biggest companies in the world side by side for different reasons, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's like, you got two companies like, James, I think before, were you here for this? We might have said this before we even went on air, but like we've been clamoring for competition for a long time for WWE. Like we've wanted ever since the, yeah. the real Monday Night Wars that you guys are able to see live. Uh, I think all of you, right? All around yeah. the same age. I, we weren't quite able to see that, but we hear the good memories and when wrestling <laughs> was, uh, was in its heyday there. And yeah, so it's like we've been waiting for that for so many years. We can forget TNA against WWE. Oh, we got to see t- <laughs> we did the bring that up fall. too the yeah. rise and fall though what did that last like 14 all years? three weeks <laughs> yeah <laughs> they but, had some uh, good shit yeah. too go ahead my like, bad no I'm, i just think like we're seeing this competition now and, and i think yeah, it's great it, Nick, yeah and now like we we finally have and a lot of people are complaining and i'll admit like i'm definitely more wwe than AEW, and i see like certain flaws but i do chalked it up to just AEW being something different that we've never seen before so like it's going to be different obviously it's not the form yeah. that we've always been used to tna what james just brought up like they weren't really trying to stray from that normal formula they were just trying to be an alternative i don't think they're really trying to be different with what they produced um just an alternative so with AEW yeah. trying to break outside the box a little bit here it's really innovative it's they're they're definitely producing some different stuff and i think that when you watch an aw show it does have variety to it which is a plus because you know right now we've got like braun breaker james's favorite and then we've <laughs> the only <laughs> then, thing james watches <laughs> but then we've also got like with wwe i feel like that's the direction they're heading are these big larger like people which yeah. i'm a fan of but i you know, I would appreciate mixed in there some high flyers. Like, I hope we don't stray too far away. Like, I hope we find a good middle ground. Yeah. With AEW, they've got, like, one of each, I think. I do think they've got, like, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Punk on Rampage. I love that match. That was yeah. great. What was that? Punk's second match, right? Mm. Darby and then Hobbs. I thought that was an yeah. awesome match. Really big on Hobbs myself. Uh, you got some others mixed in there that, like, Brian and Omega, everyone was calling that match of the night. Yeah, my my wrestling opinion may be Nuts. off a little bit to some people. I loved the match, don't get me wrong, but I personally like Sting and Darby in the tag match. Like that was my favorite match. Yeah. It's just a wrestling I'm used to, maybe. Now, why so. is that? Oh, okay. You just I guess it. like <laughs> like I know it wasn't as exciting or legendary or dream match yeah, status, yeah. but I just liked the way they put it on and presented it. Like I, th- I thought it was yeah. quick. The match was like what 10, 12 minutes. We got some big spots. We got the hot tag. We got Darby putting his body on the line like always to end it, and then we have like the technical and yeah. tag team prowess of of uh, FTR in there. Like, I thought it told a good story. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, of course, Omega and Brian was a great match, you know, nothing taken away from that. But all in all, yeah, I'm just excited to, like, watch good wrestling, I feel. Like, we yeah. all said Raw isn't really up to par right now, but we're about to watch Extreme Rules in, like, 10 minutes, and usually those pay-per-views are good. I'm looking forward to Balor and Reigns. Yeah. I think WWE does have the unpredictability factor, at least for that main event. I really don't know what's going to happen, especially with Saudi on the horizon and yeah uh with he already fought balor and there was something now this is extreme rules you always see yeah. brock like brock could be lurking of course the Usos are definitely going to interfere you never know what's happening and right now i think i heard i think it was eric bischoff who tweeted out 
when he sees the the one time he's seen Vince at his best is when he's in competition, like when he got a glimpse to see that. Dude, right. So you it. really don't know what's happening. Like I actually have like goosebumps. I'm excited to watch extreme yeah. roles for some of those matches. So, mm. so but we'll is, see. But it's an exciting time. Yeah. But is is Vince ready for another war? I mean, does he have I mean, even, anything left in the tank? I think that he is the reason I like Vince. Uh, I'll say this: this is a definitive statement. I do like Vince a lot more than Tony Khan. I'm not a wrestler. Uh, I don't know how Vince. You know, we've heard how Vince treats his people versus how Tony Khan treats his, and I think there's flaws with both ways of it. But I, uh, I just love Vince. I love that he's an eccentric billionaire. He reminds me of like a Walt Disney. Like he is. He's yeah. got the mind that like not your average person has. And Tony Khan has the money. But I think at his heart, he's like a fan. And I think Vince is too, but I think Vince is ready to just like go crazy. And maybe it's out of touch. And that's what a lot of people say. Like maybe that's the reason it's not working. But I really yeah. think he's he's still got the mind to do something special. I really think that. Tyler, I mean, does he have anything left? I mean, dude, well, he's been in the business like, for so long. I don't I don't think we can call anything a war until AEW gets their numbers up to what Raw's doing. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I love AEW, but AEW is barely doing a million, maybe a million one a week. Raw's doing 2.2, 2.4s. Like, My man, I love the professor, right? <laughs> so th- there's no <laughs> war to be had here, but back check, you know, yeah, AEW's got the buzz going. And and to go on James's point, you know, you said about your brother, he brought him back into wrestling. I've got three or four friends that are messaging me now that. You know, oh man, are you watching it? And they haven't watched wrestling since you know. Okay, could I could I jump in there real fast? Yeah. I want to say yeah. something. So at the Let's AEW event, something interesting. Uh, I left and I ran into uh, about three guys who are coming from the show. This is gonna. Uh, we all know what the general wrestling fan image looks like. I think, right? Like it's. Yeah. We know the stigma. If you tell someone you're a wrestling fan, they don't perceive it as very cool. Exactly. These three guys, I didn't think that I ran them onto them. I ran into them on the subway. I did not think that they came from an AW event. I really did. I, th- I didn't think they knew what wrestling was. You know, these guys looked like they just came from like a like a game. They were playing yeah. football or something. And out of nowhere, we're on the subway. All three of these guys break out talking about, oh my God, like this is the first time I've watched wrestling in like 20 years. Britt Baker's of the shit. Like, oh my God, mm. like, you know, Omega and Brian, I was out of my seat losing my breath. I'm like, wow, this is not the same because we were just at SmackDown completely yeah. different crowd and i'm not even talking like looks aside i'm talking like demographic wise like these yeah, people kids. were like my age maybe even a year or two younger than me and they were so into it and um at the wwe event it's like mainly dads or like older people yeah. with their kids. taking their kids to the show and if not it's and if it's- not they're like <laughs> nerds like me i'm not talking dads i mean like literal they're bringing their kids to the show you know what yeah. i mean it's like they're not there it's like the, the real people going to the WWE shows are the kids like the kids kids so it's yeah it's crazy to see that a i think aw has the cool factor if it has anything it's yeah. got the cool factor to it at least the to the people who really love it and that i've witnessed i mean they're the, winning the 18 to 45 demographic war as every podcaster will mention half a million <laughs> times but, Do you so, think AEW is doing too much too soon? Because the things yes. what's got people so excited is all the debuts, and for, funny enough, former old former WWE guys. Okay, so who's left now? Bray Wyatt. Uh, apparently, he's been in talks with. Um, I saw that. Yeah. Um, I, be I, I don't know. I will. Impact, I've got money, um, but 
I think he's available around Halloween time, coincidence. But AEW's big thing has been like, oh, he's debuted, oh, he's debuted. So eventually these debuts is going to run out and then they're actually going to have to focus on the people, what they've got. So CM Punk, I've noticed his chance is starting to get a little bit more quiet but each passing mm-hmm. week and it's going to be interesting if he can keep his momentum up for the following mm-hmm. year. And the last thing is, you know, everyone's like, oh, they're firing him, oh, this locker room's unhappy, blah, blah, blah. And AW at the minute is this happy place, but and we've already seen signs of it now with Brian Cage's wife. With all these stars, what they have brought in, some of them original AEW stars are going to start getting upset, thinking, well, where's my spot? I've been here since day one, and where's my spot? And now this guy's come in, and you're going to see more. Like I said, like I said, Brian Cage's wife's already got upset about it. He's probably yeah. going to be the first one to make his way to WWE. He would be a stand. I WWE. really think he's going to head to WWE. You know who I else, too? Him and Ron Breaker in the tag team? Oh, my God. I'll throw, real quick, i throw one name at Wardlow. Dude, that's Vince McMahon's wet dream. He's going oh, yeah. to WWE. Vince McMahon's wet dream. <laughs> it is, dude. And and I'll uh, add to what James and I'll add to what James said. Um, the big thing, one of my I'm a big AEW guy, but one of the things I think they struggle with the most is maintaining hype. Yeah. Think about how many yeah. think about how many uh, yeah. high high profile debuts they've had. Like Brian Cage, um, Lance Archer, I'm at least, you know, to their audience, Brian Cage, Lance Archer, a bunch of these guys, and they've all fizzled out. Or even look at Orange Cassidy, who was yeah. the hottest yeah. act they had. Yep. Like, like hotter than Moxley. Yeah. Yeah. A hot minute. And he yeah. fizzled out too. So that's something I'm very interested to see how they handle yeah. uh, guys like Brian and CM Punk. Like I'm already, I'm not saying not into what CM Punk is doing, but I'm not, I feel like they almost kind of dropped the ball with that because he's kind of just the, he's not as interesting as he was in WWE because he was the anti-hero yeah. underdog yeah. fighting the system someone he's you wanted not, to cheer for yeah yeah he is the system in yeah. aew dude he picks his there. own patches like yeah what is he fighting for i get that he's coming back seven years it's great and i even said something about it you know two episodes ago it's not about competition it's about professional wrestling but jeremy i hear where you're coming from i i feel the same way i think well, it would be much I think it would be much more interesting if he came back as a heel, but that's just me. I, yeah. I want to hear Tyler. He's getting ready. He's like cracking his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Drink another beer, Tyler. Come oh, on. Only one. I might need two for this one. What? CM <laughs> Punk has been back for like five or six weeks. guys. People are still, you know, the, yes, the chance are dwindling a little bit, but this is still the comeback tour. They yeah. haven't dug him into an ankle yet. He's just coming out and being raw, raw right now. They're planning something with Punk. They have to be, right? Yeah. That's my take on it, at least. Right now, people just want to chant CM Punk and sing Cult of Personality, right? We got the comeback in Chicago. It was awesome. He's dwindling right now. But something will happen with him. It's been five weeks, six weeks. You know what I mean? I think we got to chill on Punk's fizzling out. They I will think, get him yeah. into a deep storyline at some point, right? You it's know what I'll say to that, right Tyler? Now. 
you're right. But when it comes to AEW, I feel like we're just accustomed to seeing like the immediate satisfaction, you know, and like I'm or not lack thereof. or lack there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so and it's, I agree with that. And, and to your point and what I said about the ratings, you're bringing in guys, you know, Nick Gage pop tried to pop it right they're not maintaining a follow-up crowd to that when they brought punk in yeah. and brian they're people aren't sticking around so they need to tweak there needs to be some tweaking for them to get over that 1.1 you know 900,000, 1.2 point right their, their numbers are growing you know they're they're not doing 800,000 buys anymore they're closer to a million which is great their ratings are, are going up but there does need to be more they do need to do something to keep those people coming back the one thing, though, that I do think that AEW has a lag up on in the WWE, it, it kind of goes back full circle to what we were talking about, about the o OVW um, type of building up stars. Yeah. If you take a look at the, the guys that they have that are under 30 years old on their roster right now, it's crazy. You know, you're saying Orange yeah. Cassidy, Hangman Page, Ricky. MJF, Darby Allen, Darby Allen, my uh, boy Ricky. Your boy Ricky, right? If they can take <laughs> Wardlow. these, if Wardlow, if they can take these guys Bobs. like Punk, like Brian, you know <laughs> what? what I mean? If, if they can take these WWE guys and give these guys the rub properly, these guys should be your main event for the next ten years. You know what I 100%. mean? We should be. I'm, I'm glad they're not putting the belt on MJF right now. If Hangman didn't take time off for his kid, I think it was the right time to put the belt on him. But. Yeah. We haven't seen it yet. He's still a fresh main event player. They have so many fresh main event uh, untapped talent right now that 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 could be the fresh matches that people do want to see. If, if guys like Punk and Brian and Omega and the Young Bucks can give rubs to the guys like Phoenix and Penta and all the guys I just named, AEW could go to that next level with a whole new core of very young superstars. Great way to wrap it up. Two minutes left before extreme rules. Unless you have more questions, no, God. that's good. We don't have to go home. We don't no, have haven't to got Grand Breaker though, have they? I have it on hold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought this was the birthday celebration, you guys. This is the celebration of Braun Breaker, baby. It's his coming out party. Right, at least so. Would <laughs> you mean the Braun Breaker as much as if, if he was in AEW? Oh, guys, let's no. Go. <laughs> oh, he'd no, be exactly. He'd be way more over in AEW. Come on, AEW. <laughs> <laughs> the best everybody Five, Jonah where can everybody find you brother you can find me on rewind recap relive you can see some great uh, archival interviews we got on there going back a year we got 49 strong episodes a lot of clips a lot of collabs with these great gentlemen here a few quizzes with the uh, mind 2.0 next to me Jeremy he's him in every once he in a pops while. in a little, little cameos but <laughs> but we're uh, yeah we're doing good I'll be back doing my interview soon but uh nice. Jonah I'm stoked for uh the 50th episode it's gonna be awesome yeah, the mega powers yeah mega powers yeah I feel the power now James on your many many platforms don't talk about broad breaker talk about your platforms where can the people <laughs> find you yeah uh, thanks for having me nick thanks for having me sucker really enjoyed this uh yeah so if anyone uh, wants to check out my channel uh check out that 90s wrestling podcast on all podcasting platforms and on youtube uh similar to jonah some uh, interviews I've done and uh, good names uh, like names I've never expected so I uh, had a fun time doing them and I also got the new channel now Cafe de Rene with Rene nice. Dupree and we do a show every week we talk about the week's biggest headlines so have a laugh at wrestling memes and wrestling TikToks so if you want to see uh, 
a grown French Canadian laughing at jokes. Uh, that'll be your show. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not French. And uh, at the same time, just talking about stories of people who's been a headline series had experiences with. So uh, yeah. we're really enjoying that. Uh, so yeah, if you can subscribe to both, uh, even better. Diamonds are forever, and so is Ric Flair. Tyler. Take it home, baby. Guys, it was uh, an honor to be associated with all of you guys today. You guys do all fantastic work. You can check out Classic Match Classroom. I got to pull these up because Anthony runs all of our accounts <laughs> on Instagram at Classic Match Classroom, on Twitter at CM Classroom. As Anthony always says, not to be mistaken with CM Punk. So maybe that makes people remember stuff. I don't know. Of course, <laughs> count it out with Mike and Tyler, www.countedout7.com for all things there. And uh, this has been a blast, guys. I love y'all. It doesn't matter what your name is. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday to many more for the Universal Wrestling Podcast. And Nick thank, thank, thank you. Thank you. Honor. You can find us on Twitter at the UW Pod and Instagram at UW Podcast. Yeah, Peace. 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 Thank you for listening to another edition of the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Check us out on the web at uwpod.com. You've got mail. Or send us an email. We really don't know what we're dealing with here, man. Info at uwpod.com. Universal Wrestling Podcast. Nobody does it better.